So once again, we are ready to dive right into the Word of God. I am so excited. I'm very thankful for each of you that have been connecting with us, hanging in there week after week. Let's go. Let's get ready to make our confession and we'll dive into the Word of God. So grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible. Hold it up and say this out loud. Say out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible, so I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night, Monday through Friday, on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. And now everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and pray and we'll dive right into this message. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to meditate your word, to receive a word from heaven. We believe that each and every week you give us exactly what you want us to hear, that we may stand upon your word throughout the week in faith. We've gathered together right now at your feet, so to speak, to hear from heaven. Speak, Lord. For your servants are before you as your sons and daughters, as we stand in your presence and worship you. We thank you for this moment. Give us utterance in the Holy Ghost. Help me to say what it is you've given me to say with an anointing that will remove burdens and destroy yokes. We thank you, Father, for it. Thank you for the revelation. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for the anointing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, we find once again our text for what I believe the Spirit of God is saying to us. It'll be right there on your screen or you can open with me in your Bible. But 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 is the scripture I want you to hold to your heart throughout this week. It says, for whatever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. The word of the Lord has come again to me a third time to tell you that God has a comeback for you in your future. We're continuing today, set back to come back number three. I didn't know this was going to be a series when I started it. But when we started two weeks ago with this message from the Lord, we've been learning how to go from a setback to a comeback. Today, as we continue to look at this, God specifically wants you to know that faith is the victory. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And God wants you to know that because it is important for us if we've experienced any kind of setback. This is our time of faith. This is our time to not be moved by what we see, but to only be moved by what we believe. 
And so I pray you hold on to this word today that you'll receive this from heaven. If you have found yourself in life in this moment where it feels like you've experienced a setback, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that feeling and I'm looking forward to that comeback that God has for me in my future. I believe it's out there no matter the issues that keep cropping and popping up and the circumstances that that, that keep coming around and, and, and things that have been slowed even almost to a crawl. I'm believing that God has a comeback for me and I'm believing that God has a comeback for you in our future. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation, sometimes I like to look at different scriptures out of different translations just to get an, an expounded view or an expanded view. It says here, for every child of God defeats this evil world. If you belong to God, you are a child of his. And the Bible says that every one of us defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory, he says, through our faith. You see, your faith is the victory. If you are experiencing a setback right now because of what is happening in this world, then it's important to know that faith is the victory, glory to God, that overcomes the world. Now, we're a faith church, and, you know, just months ago, we've spent some time looking at uh, various aspects of faith, and we will forever, you know, look at what faith is and why faith is important and how faith works and how how does faith come but there are four things i want you to be reminded of about faith and i think that it's important here because if faith is the victory then i need to make sure especially in the middle of this trial especially in the middle of this tribulation especially with what's going on all around us i need to make sure that i'm in faith because faith is the victory. So remember this about faith. Number one, faith works by saying. Number two, faith works by doing. Faith, number three, works by patience. And then number four, faith works by love. So while you're going through this setback, watch what you're saying. Also, while you're going through this, this situation that you're dealing with, watch what you're doing because it's so important. And then thirdly, while you're dealing with these circumstances, make sure that you're being patient right in the middle of it. And then also make sure that you're walking in love. The reason why you can be patient while you're going through what you're going through is, be is because of what the word of God tells us about those that live by faith. You see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you could go over there with me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, I, I get excited about the word of God, especially when I give you something that God brought to me. He brought it to my mind and, and I'm just delivering to you what he's given to me for you right in the midst of your fight. 
It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the reason why that we can watch what we're saying and watch what we're doing and make sure that we're being patient, the reason why we can be patient is because what we're dealing with right now, according to the word of God, the Bible calls what we're going through a light affliction. I know it seems heavy right now. I know, especially when you're dealing with financial pressure, there, it just seems like there's a stress that comes with financial pressure that's different than other kinds of things. But the Bible is very specific. He says that our light affliction, it doesn't matter how dark or how heavy or how bad the situation seems in the perspective and the mind of God, it's just a lightweight. It's just a light affliction. And not only is it a lightweight, a light affliction, it's temporary. It's just for a moment. In this story, we looked at David who at the end of all, he recovered all and he eventually became king like God had anointed him to be. And then we looked at the story of Job and and they say theologians, you know, they differ a bit. But they say that the that, that the experience that Job went through with all of the bad things and the setback that came against him before he re received double for his trouble, that it took about nine months for him to go through what he went through up to about two years. I'm here to tell you, no matter at what moment you're listening to me and you're watching me, praise God, hallelujah, on this beautiful Sunday morning, I'm here to tell you that it's a light affliction. It is a temporary thing that you're going through and you're going to come back stronger. You're going to come back better. Hallelujah. You're going to come back better than you've ever been. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, I'm trying to calm myself down, but I've just been so stirred up about this over the past few weeks. Enough is enough. The enemy has thrown everything at us and seemingly even the kitchen sink. And guess what, y'all? We're still standing. We're still believing. We're still moving forward. Glory to God. And we're expecting to get back to where we were supposed to be. Glory to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, in the New Living Translation, it says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Someone says trouble won't last always. I don't know the troubles that you're going through. I, I sense it by the spirit. I'm not able to set my eyes upon you and see your well-being. I trust by the Holy Spirit to each week give me a word that you need that'll push you and take you beyond the usual mark. But I'm here to tell you that whatever troubles they are, these present troubles are small in comparison to the big things that God has for you in your future. They won't last very long. Trouble won't last always. Glory to God. Yeah, we've been experiencing some difficult and some different times, but this is temporary. 
We're going to look up and we're going to be beyond this setback. We're going to be in the midst of our comeback. We're going to be twice as further or four times as far or even up to seven times ahead and further along than we have ever been. What the enemy meant for evil, I decree it and I declare God has already turned it for your good. He says it very clearly that these present troubles are small. They won't last very long, but they will produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them. And this glory will last forever. What is temporary means it is subject to change. When you go on into the very next verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, he says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see that trouble that we're going through really indeed it's temporary and it's subject to change. But notice he said that our our affliction, our light affliction, it's but for a moment and it's working for us something bigger while we're not looking at the things that aren't seen, that are seen, but at the things that you can't see with your natural eye. Oh, this is so good today. In 2 Corinthians 4.18 in the New Living, he says it a little differently. He says, so we do not look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things we cannot see. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I'm here to tell you that the things that we look at right now will soon be gone. This coronavirus will soon be a thing of the past. This financial calamity and depression will soon be a thing of the past. Those relational issues, those troubling waters in your marriage and in your finances, and things that have been happening in your body, they will soon be gone. Glory to God. But what we fix our gaze on are the things we cannot see right now, but will last forever. Who am I preaching to today? Woo, glory to God. Faith is the victory. So don't be moved by what you see. Trouble won't last always. Fix your gaze on double. Fix your gaze on four times as much. Fix your gaze on seven times as much. Get an image of that baby in your future. Get an image of that victory in your future. See yourself opening and expanding. See yourself going beyond. See yourself accomplishing more. See yourself walking in your dream. See yourself living in that future reality. Glory to God. Fix your eyes. Oh, this is beautiful today. Because 2 Corinthians 4 runs right into 2 Corinthians 5. And as we're ministering to you what the Spirit of God is saying, that faith is the victory, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 goes on to tell us, for we walk by faith. Hallelujah. 
not by sight. God is saying something to you, church. He's saying, take your eyes off of what's going on in the community. Take your eyes off of what's going on in the world. It may be going to hell in the handbasket. Everything may be on fire all around you, but not for you, saith the Lord. There's coming a comeback for you in your future that'll make you laugh at the troubles in your moment. Praise God. He says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The beauty of that is simply this. Faith is our victory. Faith doesn't go by what it sees. Faith goes by what it believes. And I submit to you over the last several weeks, God is saying he's got to come back for you and your future. That'll make this setback be forgotten. You know, we started this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13. He says clearly here, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation... God will make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Something came up in my heart after last Sunday. And it was tied to this way of escape. I I don't, again, know what you're going through. I know we're dealing with some things. But I know in my heart there is a way of escape. Why? Because God is faithful. And right now, you may be trying to look for this. How am I going to get out of this situation? How are things going to be any better than right now? How are we? How? And, and you it, and it may look dark right now. And listen, when you're trapped and when you're in trouble and when you're in temptation, you are naturally looking for a way of escape. When things are bad enough, I mean, you'll claw your way out. You're climbing, you're looking for a way. When you're in the fire, you're trying, you want to get out. You, and listen, it's so important what you do at this moment because it doesn't say that you'll make your own way of escape. It says that God will make a way, that God is faithful. He will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Listen, divorce is a way of escape in a bad marriage. But I submit to you that, that, that that's not God's plan for you. I believe with all my heart there's a way of escape even out of a bad marriage that God's got answers I may not know what the answer is that God's got a way out of financial calamity God's got a way out of a layoff God's got a way out of a a, a setback I believe God's got a future God's got a way of escape for you and it's a good door you may not be able to see it right now with your natural eye but that's okay I'm teaching you today how to see it with the eye of faith There is a way of escape open to you. And faith is the victory. I like to see it this way. Faith is the way to escape. Seeing not the troubles at the moment, but seeing the answer, seeing what you want to be, seeing what you desire to have and believing it is the way to escape these present troubles that have come up against you. To rob you of your joy, to rob you of your resources, to rob you of the dream 
There is a way of escape. Man, that got to that got to stirring on the inside of me. And then I was listening to Pastor Travis over at Faithfield Community Church. He preached last Sunday on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I, I, I was listening to that after I preached. Praise God to you. I went and I listened to him. Man, it reminded me they escaped out of the fire. And I know they did it by faith. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that they escaped that fire by faith. It says in Hebrews 11 and 33 and 34, he says, these through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong, became valiant in battle, Turn to flight the armies of the aliens. You see, the Bible tells of the stories of, of individuals just like you and me, not superhuman, not, not mythical individuals or creatures. No, these were human beings just like you and me, children of God, you know, no more better than another human being than any of us are. But yet they believed God right in the midst of their difficulties. They had to deal with real threats and real real dangers and, and, and real calamities. You and I, we don't face those kinds of things that put a real threat unless it's a physical threat on our lives. And I'm here to tell you the same way that they, through faith, were able to subdue these things and work these things and stop these things and quench these things and escape these things. You and I, by faith, can escape even the violence of the fiery situation that we're going through. Am I preaching too fast and heavy for you today? Come on, amen, glory to God. The Bible tells of these individuals who escaped from lions and from fire and other really, really bad situations. I understand that relationship, it is really bad. But there is a way of escape that God has made for you. Wait for that door to open. Don't make your own door. It's important to note that how they did it was they did it by faith. Faith goes by what the word of God says. In Psalm 66 and stanza 12, it says here that you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I know sometimes when we deal with the kinds of test and trial and trouble, the question comes up in the heart, at least in the mind, like, God, why is this happening to me? It's almost as if maybe God is punishing us because of possibly even the sins of our past, but that can't even be doctrinally so. The blood of Jesus was the price that was paid for our sins. We don't pay for our sins. But the truth is God allowed it. He didn't cause it, but he did allow it. One thing that has helped me so much when I went to Bible school, I went to Oklahoma uh, under Brother Kenneth Hagin. He's gone to heaven in Rhema Bible Training Center. And one thing Brother Hagin said so many times is in understanding the scriptures, understand that the Old Testament particularly was written in the causative term versus the permissive. 
In other words, when you're reading the Old Testament, it sounds as though God is the problem. God is never the problem. He's always the solution to the problem. But because of the way that it was written in the tense when it was taken from the Hebrew tongue into the English language, it was translated and it was translated in the cause as if God caused it versus he allowed it. There's a big difference. Here's a perfect example. You have caused men to ride over your over our heads. No, the best way to read that is you allowed men to ride over our heads. That changes the whole perspective. And when you think about it for a moment, no, God didn't cause it, but he absolutely did allow it. Now, the question is, why did God allow certain things to happen? Why did God allow these bad things to come upon us? Why did God allow this setback to be experienced? Listen, child of God, when you study the New Testament, Jesus told us very clearly that we have the the keys of authority and whatever we allow on earth, God will allow it from heaven. And whatever we don't allow on earth, God won't allow it from heaven. In other words, what we allow, God allows. And in other words, that means so much that goes on in this world and the evil in this world is because we allowed it. And because we allowed it, God allowed it. But oh, there's good news. Thank you for not stopping and not finishing this verse. He says, you have allowed men to ride over our heads we went through fire we went through the flood we went through bad situations if it wasn't one thing if it wasn't another i got out of the fire and frying pan and into the flood praise god but here's the beauty of it he doesn't stop there things were allowed to happen we went through bad situations but you god brought us out into rich fulfillment yeah we've gone through some things and things were allowed some things even beyond ourselves were allowed but God's gotta come back for us in our future hallelujah I hope I'm preaching you some good today Woo! glory to God the Bible says but yeah we went through the fire how do you escape the fire you escape the fire by faith The situation that you're in right now may feel like a burning, fiery furnace and that there's no way no people don't live people don't recover people don't come back from these kind of situations i mean marriages that are separated marriages that are divorced there's no comeback there's no future i said and i said clearly god's got to come back hallelujah yeah we went through the fire but you brought us out. Psalm 66 in the King James said, you, thou brought us, us out into a wealthy place. Your ship is coming in. I heard that and I'm receiving it and I'm declaring I've been waiting for many years for my ship to come in. I received a word of prophecy that God has answered my prayers and in six month time we'll begin to see the fulfillment of it. I'm believing that ship that I've been awaiting for for many years is about to dock. Hallelujah. And I'm declaring the same thing for you i'm saying it your ship is about to come in he brought us out of the fire out of the flood into a wealthy place yeah i know you're getting tired of driving that 
hoopty, if you still call it a hoopty. I know you, 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 you've, you've had your time and, and you're ready to move on and, and you want to get beyond this small living. Listen, child of God, set your eyes, fix your gaze on the wealthy place that God has prepared for you because you're about to come back into it. He said it in the New Living Translation. But you brought us to a place of great abundance. Say it out loud. God has a place of great abundance in my future. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Yeah, God allowed things to happen because we allowed them. But here's the thing. We may be going through the fire right now, but we're coming out. And when we come out. We're coming into a wealthy place. I'll end this message with the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you know anything about this story, these men were men of faith. We know that they escaped the violence of fire by faith. We read it in Hebrews. They, through faith, escaped these things. And we know that we have the same faith of God in us today. It works the same way when they were told, if you do this, then you're going to experience that. If you keep your customs, if you keep praying, if you keep believing God, if you don't bow down and worship me, then we're going to throw you into a burning, fiery furnace. They were like, hey, you don't even got to play. Excuse my, my English or whatever it is. You ain't even got to play the music. We will tell you right now whether you play the music. Read your chapter. Amen. Read your chapter in the morning. They said, whether you play the music or don't play the music, we want you to know we will not bow. That made King Nebuchadnezzar so mad. He heated up the furnace seven times hotter than what it was intended. Glory to God. Remember that number seven. Glory to God. You're going to come into seven times what you have lost. I don't know who is that for, but go ahead and say, I receive it in the name of Jesus. That enemy came at them seven times hotter. It was so high that the men that bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and carried them down to the mouth of this furnace. I've 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 made bonfires in my backyard uh, when I was living on a, on on some land, and I I mean you sometimes you can't even get close enough, and if it's up a bit blaze, you get that you can. Feel the heat. These men, strong men, got to the mouth of that. They fell over dead as they launched their bodies into this flame. You may feel right now that you are sitting in the midst of the fire and there's no comeback from that. I mean, once you fall into this bonfire, there's no there's no life after that. It may seem like the life is run out of your business, that the life is run out of your marriage, that your, the life is just run out of your savings account. I'm here to tell you God's got to come back. Oh, glory to God. In Daniel chapter 3, in verse 23, it says these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Remember, child of God, we just read it two weeks ago that a just man will fall seven times, but he gets back up again. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, you might have fell down. You might have fallen even into sin. You might have done things that you have later regret, but I'm here to tell you there's still a comeback left on the inside of you God's calling you forward he's calling you out of that mess and that muck and mire he's calling you out of that fire and that bad situation into better glory to God 
The Bible says then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He arose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered him, said, O true king, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is just like the Son of God. I'm here to tell you, you might be experiencing a setback. You might be in a fiery situation, but I'm here to tell you, you are not alone, because there is no temptation taking you where God has left you by your Yourself. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I just dare you to go ahead right in the middle of your trouble, right in the middle of your circumstance. To walk around and declare the goodness of the Lord because God is the fourth man in the fire. He's right there in the midst of this situation and he's going to bring you back. Even from these terrible things. Woo, glory to God. Then Nebuchadnezzar, he went to the mouth of this burning fiery furnace and he spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. I'm here to tell you that God's calling you out. He said, Come back. Come on up here. Amen. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. This is a comeback of all of history. Glory to God. They were left for dead, but they were able to make it back. And then the satraps and the ministers and the governors and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men whose on whose bodies the fire had no power their hair on their head the hair of their head was not singed nor were their garments affected and the smell of fire was not on them as I close this message out, I'm here to tell you, yeah, I know, just like we have, we've burned through some resources. We are not as far along as we intended to be as a congregation, but I'm here to tell you by faith in the name of Jesus, God has a comeback for us in our future, and it will be that it'll be as though we hadn't even been in the fire. The hair of our head will not even be singed. Our garments will not even be affected those accounts will be restored that marriage will be happier than ever glory to God your body will be better than ever glory to God to the point where the smell of fire won't even be on you glory to God you all know I like to smoke briskets and chicken and so forth salmon and I can tell you even even with a bonfire but more or less with this burning fiery furnace, you're out there near that pit and that fire and that smoke, it'll get into the pores of your skin and the hair in your head, the clothes on your body. But God's saying in this comeback, it'll be like you didn't even go through anything. Hallelujah. I dare you to believe this. I dare you to believe that God's got better for you in your future than you're dealing with right now. Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith 
is the victory and the way of escape through what you've been dealing. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. Now, peradventure, you might be watching me right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you to the Lord. God's got to come back. He come back from the dead and dead situations in your life. If you're a believer and you've fallen into some sin and you've been beating yourself up about it, you're even thinking that you brought these things on you through your bad behavior. God doesn't work like that. He has forgiven you of all your sins. Faith works by saying and doing and patience and love. You gotta watch what you're doing. Let me help you get back on the right track so you can get your doing back, so you can get your faith back on track, so you can end up in the wealthy place that God has. Will you all pray this with me? If you want to be saved, if you want to get back on track, pray this out loud and mean this from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he died for me, that he is the Son of God. He went to hell. He went to the fire for me. But I believe that he came back from the dead, that you raised him. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all my sins. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. Heaven is now my home. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.